0: Can you tell the coffee's kicking in? Mm Mm-hmm. The coffee's kicking in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did they do you right at Dunkin' Donuts, finally?
0: Finally. The Double D took care of my Double D's, honey. Ow. (laughs) Come on! My eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. (gasps) What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Adulting Podcast. I'm Michelle Buteau with my homeboy Jordan Carlos, and we have an amazing episode for you. When do we fucking don't, bitch? You're gonna love this episode so much. It's inspirational, it's black girl magic, it's black boy joy. I mean, you want no gift receipts with this episode because you do not wanna take it back. You wanna take it black and share it with your friends, motherfucker, yes. Usually, like, Jordan and I will um, listen to the episode before it hits (laughs) y'all. And I was like, Mm -hmm. let's just not do that and see what happens. It'll be dangerous. (laughs) It'll be dangerous.
1: It's very dangerous.
0: You know what's weird? Like, hearing yourself talk and laugh at something feels like you're looking in a mirror, watching yourself take a shit. It feels good. You don't need to see it or hear it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, everyone? Of course you did. (laughs) Did you ever, like, when you were little— try to watch yourself take a shit like have it come out of your your
1: butthole wait a minute you're trying to get a consensus on this no <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody we all been there we want to see to how to do to come out <laughs> you, or you do this with a series of mirrors like how did you do this
0: um i think at one point Got the handy like, cam. no <laughs> i had a selfie stick in the 80s <laughs> why am i doing this oh Caffeine. I don't
1: know, but I love you for it.
0: I would be sitting on the toilet, and then I would like look down <laughs> to see it come out. So I'm like, "This is fascinating. Stuff is coming out of our bodies, and we just have to say goodbye to it."
1: Oh, like soft serve. Do you still? Oh, do you take a look back in the in the rear view?
0: Always. I'm. I made it. Really? I want to see what kind of
1: day I've had. If it sounds like a boot stuck in mud, then I will like look back but if it doesn't what
0: the fuck does a boot stuck (laughs) in mud sound like friend set it up for us motherfucker (laughs) don't drop it like csi duty duty bitch what the fuck (laughs) this is silly
1: (laughs) let's say you step in mud with a boot and it's like (laughs) You know, like that that kind of sound when you're trying to pull your boot out
0: of the mud. Okay. And that's... It's like... Oh, and you kept going. You asked me. That's true. You asked me That's true. I thought we were done with it. So is that a good sound or a bad sound?
1: (laughs) It's not a great sound. If it sounds like an engine gone bad or like a... Then I have to investigate.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Then I'm like, where are my glasses? Oh boy!
0: Oh no! Yeah, have you ever had to do that thing at doctor's appointments where you had to like swab your fecal matter?
1: I've not had to swab my fecal matter. Um, <laughs> again, this consensus is wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I have not. We've been friends uh, for two long. <laughs> I will say that I was gonna. <laughs> I will say that I was gonna go in for my first colonoscopy, but I'm such a dork. But I went in a year early Uh and the guy was like, you're too early for your colonoscopy. And I was like, like, cancer is going to wait and be like, I'm sorry. You're 44. Yeah. Come back when you're 45. I just wanted to get it over with. That's a long process. So then I think I'll have my chance to swab my butt. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I checked all the
0: holes. I did (laughs) it. Yeah. You checked all the holes, checked all the boxes. (laughs) I see what you did there. I had to swab my fecal matter (laughs) when I was 18 because I was severely anemic. And so I had to check a lot of stuff. They had to like check my bone density. It was wild. And I feel like. Michelle. Yeah. I feel like if we don't talk about it in 18, I had no one to talk about it with. I'm in my mid-40s. I'm yeah. trying to talk about it, but people don't want to talk about what's going on with their bodies. And I feel like this is why we don't go to the doctor or we're embarrassed yeah. to even, like, have a conversation with a doctor. And I think we have so many choices of doctors now. Uh, you go to ZocDoc, not that they promote the show, but I really enjoy them. as sort of like a Yelp for doctors love because then you can sort of see what people have said about them their bedside manner and like their availability because back in the day you just had the one doctor in the town and like everybody went to that doctor oh yes it didn't matter if they were good or bad it was just the one doctor so yeah it's nice I think for me I definitely only want to I don't know if this is legal to say but fuck it I only want to see women of color that are doctors period
1: I definitely co-sign that especially because my mother had yeah. A situation last year where she was, I'm going to just share this. She was, she had an anomaly in her breast and it was like. What is that? An anomaly meaning just like a cancerous growth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically it was within her milk duct and
0: mm-hmm.
1: that had to be removed, but it was like at level zero, which we were very lucky about it. It had not mm-hmm. spread throughout her body. And then they wanted to do some chemotherapy after just to make sure that it didn't return. And the drug that they wanted to give her, it was found to sometimes affect the uterus. And so my dad, she was just lucky that my dad was there. My dad was advocating for her the whole time. Yeah. They'd give her some answer that was not like he'd hear it relayed. And he was like, I think I need to come in with you. And so he was basically like her lawyer. Yeah. Because she's this older black woman. And her first doctor was just missing some of her symptoms and things like that. And my dad just came in there and was like, hi, I used to run this hospital. Then they're like, and tucked in their shirt and she got the best care possible. But how
0: many people have that? Um,
1: Just one out of one, basically, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm so glad your dad was there for her. Yeah. And I'm really sorry that that happened, but I'm really glad that he was there for her because that is rare and they are American And I think about my Haitian aunts and my Jamaican uncles who always want to make a joke about something Mm. and don't want to talk about anything serious, definitely don't understand anything, definitely don't want to sound stupid, definitely don't even want to follow up. And the ones that do want to follow up, they are dismissed Mm. and they try to upsell you on stuff. And it's like, dude, we're not buying a car here. Take advantage of me somewhere else. This is my body. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, this is my body. Right. And so, while I don't want to poo-poo on, obviously, doctors and nurses, I think America's a really big country, and we don't have just one way of thinking. Oh, yeah. The one way of thinking, really, is just, like, get it paid. Mm-hmm. And I wish we just, you know, were more thoughtful. Yeah. And nuanced when it came to the talk that you have to have between doctor and patient.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing I've always like admired about my dad is just that he takes the time to really sit down with his patients and explain things or or like hash things out with health problems that his kids have or like walking us through so much, walking us through the whole gestation process, pregnancy. You know, I'm on the phone with him in the hospital as my kids are being born. yeah, you know just to have so that and, and to dispel any uncertainty, right? He's like just that that guy. He's just right there in your ear and making it a much more painless process. And he does it, I think, like I'm very fortunate that my dad does it because he believes in something bigger than himself. You know, he just believes in health and he believes in good health and Mm -hmm. making sure that everyone at least that is affected by him or in his radius gets the best of his knowledge and he doesn't hoard it.
0: He's a hero. That's his gift to the world. You understand? I
1: hear you, though, uh, when it comes to Mm -hmm. wanting female folks of color to look at you and your body because you need someone that's advocating for you and understands what you're going through because all too often Black women— not only die in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but also wait till the goddamn end if they're suffering from breast cancer.
0: Yeah. And I think the funny version of it is when Earthquake or a hilarious comedian that has a special on um, Mm -hmm. Netflix or Pat Brown, also a hilarious comedian that's been on Colbert, they had a great bit about the same thing. It's very different though, both the way they do it about like that uncle at the family reunion that's got a missing tooth or can't chew on that side. Yeah. It's just like Okay bitch So you're only gonna be Chewing on that side Your whole life Like never taking a bite Always just like You're just like a squirrel At the fucking Thanksgiving table And you know That's the funny version of it And I think Gerard Carmichael Also did like A really great episode In the Carmichael show Where he tried to introduce Kale mm-hmm. To his black family right. And they're like Where are the ham hogs <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck am I supposed to eat this? You know what I mean? So I feel like taking care of our health is, you know, monumental. It's just like, how do we do it? Like right now, we are afforded conversation. We can have conversations. Mm-hmm. And we have options. You remember like you only knew one vegetarian in your 20s?
1: Oh, yeah. Now it's like, it's everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's too much. They ruin every barbecue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, especially the ones Where just like But it touched The other one uh, It's just like Come on your, your hot dogs And your vegan dogs Can't have a sore fight Get the fuck out of what's here just
1: cook <laughs> In the same house
0: Were you thinking About pork When you made <laughs> This mushroom dish I was Stop I, really was. I know oh, You know what Speaking of cooking I love our guest That's coming up Because yeah. he's a comedian. He's hilarious, but he's also like a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. It's like, what can't he do? He sings. He cooks.
1: He draws.
0: He draws. Yes. And you know what I like to? He's in shape and he also eats what he cooks. That's important. Yes.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's the only person I know that like eats gobs of Italian, but looks like he's cut from wood. Like, how does he do that?
0: I don't know. But I want the secret. <laughs> I don't know, but I want the secret. I want the secret, too. I always enjoy hanging out with my friend Mateo Lay, and I know you guys will, too. Please, everybody, Woo! do whatever you're still doing <laughs> for Mateo Lane. <laughs> Mateo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you're still doing. I love that.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Adulting on Michelle Buteaux. This is Jordan Carlos. Hello. A big yeah. ass round of applause for DJ, DJ Will. Right thank you,
1: thank you. That
0: was good. Yeah. I was I was giving you like black girl Zumba in the back. I was like, what in the Brooklyn is going on? <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun shirt. This shirt is vintage, by the way. And if we don't turn the air up, yeah. I'm gonna start smelling like 1972. It is <laughs> not that was a rough time. okay. I mean it's cute. It's giving art teacher. <laughs> I love your summer that look. That definitely su- cares. Yeah. Past four o'clock, but <laughs> if
1: we don't turn the
0: air up, it's gonna give art teacher that never. Yeah. Just will hump a tree. You know what I mean? Like by yourself.:
1: You're that art teacher that has all like you know in that box of flesh tone paper. You, you remember that? Remember that? Like I was I was a token black kid in class, and there was like they're always like reach into the flesh tone box of paper, and you're like, oh, some brown perhaps. <laughs> We're like, go look in the scraps over in the corner.
0: Is that a trigger for you?
1: It, of course it is. What are you talking about? Arts and crafts? i like, 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 I start, like, blinking, like, blah, 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 blah. you know, like, I want to take hostages. All right.
0: You, can I feel... tell you, I had, a, I had a crop top sweatshirt on oh. from um, Target. Very cute. Uh, Dusty Rose. I was leaving the house. My husband's just like, the camel toe, babe. I said... <laughs> I said, really? Never. Said, yeah, and you know it's it's a meaty tuck. I'm gonna tell you that because, <laughs> ooh, child, it is. It's not a toe; it's a whole ass hoof. You know what I mean? It is. It's it's a whole damn renaissance down there. I will tell you. <laughs> She's just not top heavy. It is. What the fuck? Good luck with your skinny-ass pussy. Listen. (laughs) Being able to wear any crop you want. We got to move on with the show. So excited. (laughs) So excited. excited. Um, What can I say? You know what I love? I love comedians that are not only talented, but good people. And then also that are friends. Yes. And so I've known him for a really long time. We've done a lot of different shows together in different states. Mm. And um, he also did the artwork for my special welcome to Utopia. He's a really talented wow. artist. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't know Matt, that. So, so many different hilarious. art forms. Yeah. Please yeah. give it up for our friend Mateo. Mateo Lee! Lee!
1: Mateo, hey. you were wondering what to wear tonight.
2: Remember that? I know, because well, I never know how to dress. And I was like, can I wear a crop top? And then you were like so nice about it. I was like, oh, uns-
0: you asked Jordan what to wear?
2: I don't know. Yeah.
1: Don't
0: do that. <laughs> I no offense. I,
1: I know, I look good. But
0: um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, do I look good or bad? What do you guys think? Okay, bubs, not about you right the now. crowd is divided. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to see you. Um, so many questions. You love to cook.
2: I do love to cook. It's in my blood. Cooking on my mom's side. She's Italian Mexican, so like, she. Thank you. That's so you show love. your
0: love through food.
2: Um, I do show my love through food. I think my mom and my aunt. Said, well, you know what though? Growing up, this is this supposed to be funny? I'm gonna start. It's, no,
0: no you don't give a do fuck Okay, you
2: sorry. So I have 34 first cousins, and we all pretty much. Grew- I just
0: got a cramp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I don't know how my mom and my aunts did it, but we all grew up in the same block, pretty much, and. Uh, my brother, sister, and I are all in a row. So I'm 36, she's 37, he's 38. They're actually Irish twins because they're 11 months apart. Yeah. yeah. And we, we would, every night we would cook and my mom would cook. We, she would make it like fun for us. So we should line us up like little ducklings and she would help us cook. And so it just became so a part of like, I'm very comfortable in the kitchen and I enjoy cooking because that's like how we communicate.
0: I love that. Yes. Yeah, there's
2: also something beautiful about cooking too because like just culturally speaking like I know if I'm making red sauce like the way that my hand moved is the way that my mom's hand moved and my nonna and my bees nonna oh, like do you know what I mean wow. Wow. It's, it's truly like a real way to keep yourself connected through culture your ancestors you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah it is it's a really beautiful thing
0: yeah. That's, that's
2: that's amazing. Yeah,
0: it's nice when we keep we can keep that. And that's what I get when I go to New Orleans. I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't from a book. This is definitely from another continent. Right. And you're giving it to me on a plate, and I'm very lucky. Um, I haven't had any good food in Chicago. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: In Chicago? Yeah. Because you, you probably stayed downtown, and they were like, get some Al's beef. You know, like, <laughs> you got to go to other places to get good food. Do I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Although I will say for, for deep dish pizza, I will say the only good deep dish is actually in Chicago, not that Uno Grill chain. And I like... <laughs> They're I not like, a
0: sponsor. It's fine. There,
2: one, there's like one Uno Grill employee. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think for pizza, there's New York pizza, Chicago pizza, and Italian pizza. I probably prefer Italian pizza, but I do. Is anyone from Italy? Not Long Island. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: there's no Italians here? Oh, okay. Cool. Well, you know. Could you ever be with a, uh, someone that didn't I like Italian food?
0: I was just that, yeah. Or um, do you, could you be with someone that doesn't like food?
2: D- that would be, a, an. well, that would be interesting. Uh... <laughs> like, not at all? Like, they just don't like food? No, like, like any they food? don't care.
0: There are adults that just shovel shit in their mouth. My friend Nick. Yeah, yeah Nick.
2: My friend Nick literally is just a garbage monster. He, <laughs> yes. I only eat Chipotle. I don't like grocery shopping, and I don't care. Like, that's Nick. Yes.
0: Yes. They don't want to think about it. They're like Simon Cowell and Phoenix. Do you know what I mean? They're like,
2: what a deep cut. What a deep. The only people that
0: got that were the Viking people. What is this? Yeah. Michelle,
2: Eric no the Red loved it. Yeah. You said deep cut. I, was, I really had to get that pun in there.
0: <laughs> Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. Yes, I... No, my my last boyfriend was Venezuelan, but, um, sure. And...
0: <laughs>
2: but he didn't, he didn't make, make like, me arepa. He I was didn't about to like, say, no arepa. No, I got no cooking from... I was... I know! I was in there in the kitchen cooking. I was the nonna. I was like, you're not going to make me any arepa? And he's like... Uh, I don't know how to make arepa. And I was like, well, figure it out
0: because
2: <laughs> I need this fantasy to work. So... <laughs> I would love that if he's in the kitchen like, tu quiero que ¿Te comer noche? ¿Qué por cena? I'm like, arepa! Eh, arepa! No. it. was I just to be like, can you make me pasta? You
0: know. uh, welcome to the family magical. Um.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the family magic.
2: I have we don't talk three about year olds. Um.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. Did you guys salsa dance and shit? No, we
2: didn't salsa. We didn't do anything like no. We're still friends. You know what I mean? We're, we're how actually. How the fuck are you friendship.
0: friends with Donwell was just like, oh yeah, I'm friends with an How the fuck are you friends with exes? I know. We've
2: been through a lot. It was pretty dramatic, you know, it's like Latinos and Italians. It's just a lot of drama. <laughs> it's just a lot of fighting and f- passion and fighting and passion and you know
0: by passion do you mean sex
2: yes well sex and also just like it's too intense you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then i dated this guy who was just like as white as the driven snow and i
0: also and it, a viking
2: he would no that would be interesting um yeah it was it was it was pretty boring so do you, what's the sorry <laughs>
0: Is there, so you need a medium. Yeah. Is
1: there, a, yeah, like a Goldilocks setting in between? Ooh! Like, a, is there somebody in between? Do you feel as though you'd like somebody that's kind of like...
0: There's no such yeah. thing like as the
2: Culturally perf- connected. Yeah, yeah, culturally connected. There's so, no so. such yeah.
0: thing as the perfect person, but there is right. definitely like an Except ideal Except for Mariah like. Carey. <laughs> 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 I'll talk to Nick Cannon about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? T- it's touch- a joke. <laughs> Do you know Nick Cannon? What the fuck? <laughs> all his kids here i'm fucking they are. done this is everyone that one, what
1: that, the one fuck. that one, that one. Under, look under your seats nick Cannon's kids y'all are okay. wilding out okay yeah.
2: <laughs> he's got like 10 of them now right well, the truth I'm is, I haven't dated up. that much. You know, like my mom. My mom's family is like they're very. I'm very. I was raised by her family. My dad's 100% Irish, but not like oh to teach tar. Like he's like, <laughs> just like you know American. And um,
0: anybody else that'd be like so inappropriate. But with you, it's so lovely. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I know. Well, what, I mean, you know, it's fun. But uh,
0: <laughs> I was just
2: abducted into my mom's family. They're just so overwhelming. Yeah. I that... feel like
0: you're always more of what your mom is, though, because they're more hands-on.
2: Yeah, and there was just there was a million of us everywhere, you know, or if yeah. I didn't like when my mom was cooking, I went to my aunt Cindy's house. I just walked next door and I was like, what are you guys having? I know, I'll eat with you. Like that kind of. So you're the up. kind of
1: person that, that like would date some, like you date the person, but they got to have like a kick-ass family as well.
2: No, I, I don't. Well, you know what though? The, the, my past, I've only had like two boyfriends, but both has been issues with like them being gay in their families. And mm-hmm. so I think I've n- I've never experienced being openly embraced by my significant other's family. So I actually don't know what that I'm I'm 36. So <laughs> I guess as long as I don't really know. I don't I don't know. I'm so dating is so hard though, especially in New York. Dating is really hard
0: and that just breaks my heart because as a mom, I, it's just like, oh my god, they're just so perfect no matter fucking what. They're so fucking yummy and the fact that people can't experience unbridled joy and acceptance makes me want to burn it all down but also just adopt them all and just like breastfeed everybody over 35 <laughs> that cannot In an emotionally, like, nourishing way. Do you know what I mean? Because that is so fucking sad. And now we can't go back to the past and I feel like all our rights are going to be ripped away and we're still going to be fucking sitting in this, um, you know, in this... Cesspool? Ignorant purgatory of what is right and what is wrong. And you fucking know. Like, even people that I know well on set who are famous people say shit like, there's so many gay people now. What do you even fucking what? mean? <laughs> They've always been here, you bitch. <laughs> They've always been here, and we are beautiful and perfect l- no matter what, you record. dumb cunt. Yeah. So, like, I'm just, yeah. like, I can't so stop, like, screaming now. it in a dark room. I know. With I Shandler's. said that
2: one time. And you said I what? Didn't... And it was when I walked in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I meant presently. I just meant.
0: Oh, I can't.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, know, I know exactly I what you know. mean. So, I
0: have a question for you.
2: See. You,
0: um, I met you through stand-up comedy, but you, much like me, I, like, I'm usually the only female on the show. Or the only um, woman of color, because they get a two for one. Right. And then you're like the only gay guy on a show.
2: Yes, usually.
0: And um, not I, at the not at the
2: comedy cellar, I will say.
0: It's different now. Yeah,
2: the comedy cellar. It will be like Jay McBride opening, Jessica Kirsten, me, Aaron Jackson. Me, like it's like. Yeah. It, I've been on a show where it's like it. It's almost I'm like oh this it, this is a little too gay.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a little too gay, you know? (laughs) The audience is like, this is how they get us. (laughs) (laughs) The seller does a great job of... They just care about funny, which I I wish most bookers were that way. But it's funny when you do comedy and you're coming up, like, there were... So, you know, it, it, obviously there's a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, there's really so few queer comics. And so, like, me and Joel Kambuster would always be on... We'd never see each other. We are always on different lineups. Because yeah. they're like, well, um, I'm the gay on this show tonight, and you're the gay on that show 100%. Tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's why I'm not really doing clubs anymore. Because in- inclusivity is fucking everything, or I'm not a part of it. Right. And if that means I do less shows, then I do better shows. And I feel like... You know, whether it's, like, you being at a certain office or, you know, a friend group, it's just, like, at a certain point, we have to stop complaining and getting our feelings hurt, and, oof, sorry, gonna be a bumper sticker at Whole Foods, be the change we want (laughs) to (laughs) see. Because, honestly, it's just, like, if not us, then fucking who? You know? Right. So, I love that the Comedy seller is doing that. um, I'm wondering, like, were you able to navigate that shit because you um, are from such a big family? Because I feel like... Do you know what I mean? Like, my husband is the youngest child. Right. And I feel like the younger kids always know how to really navigate difficult personalities.
2: Well, part of it was, too, is, like, you know... For me, my uh, coming up in stand-up comedy was, like, I just was so excited that I was... You know, like, coming out of the closet was kind of difficult, and I baby-step, and I never felt like I belonged on the sort of like stereotypical gay scene like i don't really like to mm-hmm. party a lot and i don't really like to do i don't like to drink and stuff not that that's all gays What i'm saying but like if you're gonna when you back in my day when <laughs> when you came out of the closet you know what i mean there wasn't youtube or facebook or instagram there weren't options for me you. you had to go with a fake id to a gay bar and then that's where you mm. were gay yeah so like you're just like inundated with every kind of queer person and it's overwhelming because you don't even know what you're looking at like i didn't see a drag queen until i was you know 19 and i was like what's happening you know like (laughs) and now it's very different like six-year-olds are like my favorite makeup you know like it's just (laughs) it's another world so this is just from my right my perspective so in doing comedy like a lot of those fears uh locker room fears of like i'm gonna be made fun of i slowly realized that no one gave a shit if i was gay they cared if i was funny and i found a really good group of friends in open mics who were like minded they had the same drive they uh liked to work on jokes they mm-hmm. were we were all obsessed with this craft and so to me i'm like i don't care what's going on i just like i the tiger i'll do every open mic i'll do every bar show mm-hmm. i don't care i just want to be on stage and look a lot of times i was on stage the only gay, in front of a room of a bunch of straight people, and it was constantly proving myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm at a point where, like, people are finally purchasing tickets to see me, and it's I finally get to enjoy being on stage in a way that I haven't before. Like, I watch my old material, I'm like, God, it was so combative. I'm like, oh, yeah, you were, like, f- afraid. Yes. You know, where now I'm not. But I have to say I had a very good time coming up and stand-up. Outside of the industry, just with the comedians that were around me. Very inspiring. Communities, everything. And, you know, if I go to like um, a club, let's say, I haven't been to a club in forever, but like if you go, like, I'm always worried about like, do I look okay? Am I with, you know, like, are people going to look at me like who, are, who's, there's just a lot of your, who you are and your mentality, your intellect is never quite, it's not the first thing they're looking at. I know mm-hmm. if I walk into the cellar, they're going to care about my thoughts, my jokes, or I can sit, with, I would rather sit with Keith Robinson for hours you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ripping each other apart yeah. than doing K somewhere in a, you know, club. Yeah. That's and so that's funny. Me.
0: I would rather do Not that there's anything wrong with that. That is so. <laughs> but I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just yeah. saying, like,
2: my journey wasn't that. I found right. my expression through this way. 100. And I get people wanting to go out and go to clubs because, you know what, like, we, life's hard and yeah. there's certain ways to express yourself and that's the way they express themselves. But, like, to be fair, it's like, you know, I sacrificed dating and dancing and all that. Like, yeah, it's not in my life. Let me, let
1: me ask you this. Uh, speaking of expression, you, um, you also are a visual artist. I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, a cook. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and, uh, but you, you, you have a facility with all these different art forms. Is it, is it ever just like, like, are they all kind of vying for your attention at once? <laughs> you know, like, cook, draw, make comedy
2: like how do you Oh my
0: god and you love opera yeah. who loves opera under 65 Me
2: here's Maria Callas is my tattoo. too yeah
0: Really you guys love opera
2: I went to the I okay this is kind of a cool story All right so <laughs> One of the benefits of uh, social media is when you put your jokes out and people follow you. So the lead soprano in Lucia di Lammermoor at the Metropolitan Opera follows me and she messaged me and she goes, do you want to come see Lucia? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. I do. And so I got second row seats, aisle. It, I mean, these are like $900 tickets. And I brought my friend Nick, who's like, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> this fucking Nick character. What? Nick, Nick is Nick. six foot four, weighs 120 pounds, only wears women's blouses and sounds exactly like Squidward from SpongeBob. <laughs> a, typical, a typical conversation with Nick. will be like, Nick, what are you doing? I'm watching a murder mystery. And if you call me again, you'll be the next mystery. That's <laughs> And he's always fighting with people. Like, he got into a fight. Like, everyone at the opera, I swear to you, was either, like, a 25-year-old gay or Methuselah. Like, everyone was in their early hundreds, just, like, barely making it to the seat. And I was like, I'm in, you know? So... And the, and the play was amazing, by the way. The opera was great. Nick sat down, and the woman next to him was wearing a blouse that was, I don't know, probably cost like $1,000. And so he was also wearing a blouse. And he goes, I love your blouse. And she went, goes, Thank you. And then didn't say anything to him. And he looked at me and he goes, What a dumb old bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, who the hell doesn't compliment my blouse as well? I complimented her blouse.
0: I feel like you're best friends with Stephen Hawkins. Go on.
2: He yeah. <laughs> goes down at Lucia. So, um, but uh, oh, back uh, back to your question.
1: Um, but you love opera. Can what, I ask you a question? Do you yes. ever like you love arias? You love opera.
2: You can sing in like six octaves. Is that correct or something? Depending like that? on the day, depending on how much sleep I get.
0: Oh my goodness! No wonder you got to hang out with Mariah I'm Carey. A, I'm a, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, <laughs> I met her once. I, I you did? Yeah, yeah. So I was on this show called Girl Code years ago. Yeah. And Guy I would never shut up about Mariah Carey. I was always talking about it to the point where the producer Stucky was like, he's from the South. He's like, Matea, you gotta stop talking about Mariah. <laughs> I was like, but she's relevant. So <laughs> always. Anyways, like a couple of years after that, <laughs> I get a call from Stucky. He's like, Mateo, what are you doing tomorrow at 4 p.m.? I'm like, why? He goes, I got a surprise for you. I said, I know it's Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, God damn it, guys, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is by the way this is exactly how Stucky no! sounds remember Stucky <laughs> yeah he, and he would I ask know us Stucky those, well so Jordan why don't you tell me what do you think of bras like that was the show <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he, he got, that was literally the show it was great I yeah. loved it so so, but they, they used to have a show on MTV where fans would meet their favorite celebrities but they'd just be in an elevator so the elevator door would open and then there's oh the my God. celebrity and then you go on the elevator ride with them so Of course, Mariah was two hours late, and... uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it. You know what I mean? So I got, so the door, and I know Mariah. I know every song. I've seen her eight times, nine, nine times live. I've seen wow. her Christmas show a lot. <laughs> I saw
0: you at the Christmas show one year. Yeah. <laughs> I dragged my husband, and he's like, I'm in line for the bar. I'm like, get me a double. But yeah, I mean, the weekend theater, she does a Christmas show. That's right. And she drinks eggnog on the stage. I don't know if that's a good look. That's a. Well, it, you know what? I am not you know what? a singing coach mm, or a musical nope. director, but it, eggnog?
2: How about this? I saw her sing a duet with R. Kelly at that Christmas show. Whoa,
0: oh, yes! Oh, yeah, yes.
2: <laughs> I did. She came out, she was like,
0: Christmas time!
2: And, like, I was like... We were in the fourth row, and I kept making jokes to my friend Evan. I was like, do you think we should have, like, you know, like, Blue Man Group, like, have, like, plastic on you in case, like... <laughs> it's a pee joke. Anyway, so... <laughs> I think it's
1: very funny. But, uh... <laughs> I will say that eggnog does coat the throat. Now, go ahead,
2: please. (laughs) Oh, yes, anyway, so I'm there. And the door
0: opens. (laughs) Sorry, throat coat. Go on. The door opens. I just want
2: to say that. That was a
0: drive-by of crazy. All in a wedgie. Go on.
2: Oh So the door opens, and there she is. And the thing is, I got on the elevator, and first of all, she looks incredible, right? but she was also there was a whole lighting thing for her, and I was on her good side. So when I would ask her a question, she couldn't look at me, so she would just sort of bend down and answer she was what I was expected to, like beautiful and nervous, and um but it was so funny because we we were probably in there for fifteen minutes, and then they played Mariah music, and we all started singing, "Always Be my baby," and she's saying. With us, oh. So we would go, do-do-do, oh, and she goes, you always being my baby. And then at one point she did a whistle tone, and I was like, this is heaven. And then they... <laughs> <laughs> now, they told us, do not touch Mariah Carey, like, do not touch her, don't touch her. <laughs> so... Why would you
0: touch her? <laughs> well, I, I will say
2: this, it is weird. When you're in an elevator, your natural disposition is to sort of not look at the people who are next to you, right? Everyone right. just sort of minds their own business. So you're just in there looking at her, like... <laughs> And, and because I'm a comedian, I'm used to adrenaline. So I was able to control myself. So I was. She had been on tour in China. I know everything about her. So um, <laughs> every, it was. It was like. Of course, it was like everyone's crying, and there was like that like obligatory white girl like I love you. And so I was like, Oh, how was your tour in China? And she was like. Fine. You know, like she could.
0: <laughs> so,
2: and at the end, they're like, you know, don't touch Mariah. So we're leaving, and of course, the white girl's like, can I have a hug? And she goes, sure. So she hugged her, and then I go, whatever. I'm like, can I have a hug? She goes, sure. So she hugged. She hugged me like the help, but um, <laughs> <laughs> she, hugged, she hugged me. She hugged me like I was. I just cleaned her floors, but um, she was great. She was awesome, and she looks beautiful. And it was funny because her makeup artist was like hidden in the corner, so like every once what? in a while, I was like wow. oh, yeah, just a hand would come out and brush. My- <laughs> <laughs> just a sable and, brush yeah. like and an then HM just sort of mute. coil <laughs> back into the corner
0: <laughs> oh yeah. my god that makes
2: I me so the only other person I would love to meet is Barbara Streisand and I know I'll be do- Yo, so I love that yeah, all a happen. vision
0: of love okay well we have some questions that the audience Please. has fucking written yes. down yes. so we can um, answer them here you go first Great. what a great Mariah Carey story that's not what I thought you were going to say
2: so This question is, what would you do if you keep bumping into your ex? I would take my pants off, turn around, and bump into them on purpose. Air horn.
0: That's a good-ass question. That's a good-ass answer. Should I throw
2: this on the ground? What should I do Please with it? throw it on okay. the ground. Burn it. Yeah. What, what's yours? Because these right are kind of lame. Okay,
0: how do you persu- pursue sorry, a career in the arts? I'm fine. When it can feel like the world is burning? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, um, I don't know. Listen, the world is always going to feel like it's burning. So do what you got to do because you're not here for fucking ever. How about that?
1: Oh. This is a real one. This is a very real one. How Why do you, do you
0: have so many in your hands?
1: Because they're kind of wild. Fine. You want to know the one I avoided? It was this. I just turned 40. What should I start doing different? I don't
2: know you. Well, let's find them. Hold we on a second. Have no contact. I know. I'll tell them right I now. For, yeah. Who wrote that question? Where are you?
0: Uh, but all right, I d- stand up. What are you doing? <laughs>
2: Oh, first of all, you look great. You look
0: amazing. By the way, keep doing what you're doing, sis. Let's get an so, air horn. So my, recommend- my,
2: my recommendation is nothing. Keep going. <laughs> you
0: look great. I, have a yeah. rec- I, thought, I honestly thought a woman wrote this question down because we always are second guessing and want to get it right. So my answer was going to be don't apologize for shit. Go in, not with a please, but like a you're welcome. <laughs> Whatever and- it is. And I felt it. You guys, you avoided it like...
2: I, more Mariah Carey. I, I don't know, yeah.
1: I was just going to say maybe yogurt in the morning, you know. Uh, that's, guess, that's good. Yeah, stomach oh, and connection. One is for yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, I like cool.
2: the, the Faye yogurt. Like, they have to say it's pronounced Faye because you know someone's like, can we get the fag yogurt?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I need more fag yogurt. What if you have a kid and you don't
1: like them as a person? <laughs> Wow! Watch, mommy, dearest. That is.
0: done. do you love so your kid?
1: Love. My, I love her. She's great.
0: Your, your kids cool. Your kids are cool too. That did right? not
1: sound very convincing. No, I she love is. her. She's good.
0: No, I'm gonna say that's real. Yeah. Most of the kids I meet, I don't like.
1: Why are you looking at me so hard?
0: I think it's really hard. You know what yeah. it is too. Yeah. Because it it probably skipped a generation, so they probably got traits from like a grandparent nobody really fucks with. Yeah. So it's you, if you have a child, it is your job to try and steer them in the right direction. Expose them to stuff. You know, um, I'm taking my kids um, to, for God's love, we deliver to uh, deliver meals for Thanksgiving. Good. Um, Like, like I'm trying to take them to Afropunk in the morning. Not in the afternoon. That's crazy. But in the morning, for, like the new acts and stuff, like, by the way, if you see someone struggling with their kids in public, like, I know it's annoying for you, but I'm trying to raise cool-ass human beings. You know what I mean? That will be become, like, productive people. So just, yeah. like, give me a fucking minute. You know what I mean?
1: I think, yeah, you asked me, you were kind of nervous about your kids. Everything? Yeah. Yes. Your you were kids nervous are... about your kids, and I asked you, when I I said, like, I said, "How are they with strangers?" And you said, "They're great." And I was like, "That's
2: it. You're good." They are. They you walk know? around like little angelic beings, like just oh, like that's it. I'm like, "Wow, you're better behave than me."
0: <laughs> they but better I've, be. I if don't you fuck don't,
1: around. if you aren't enjoying, if you aren't enjoying or clicking with your child, I'd say lean into it and spend more time with your child. Oh God. Like find out. <laughs> I, edibles help. No. I think doing the things.
0: You heard that tired mom in the
1: corner. T- yeah. Well, actually. Take an Eddie and then do story time. Do the things that you think are, like, really... Like, they, they either bother you or, or get to the root of why you're ticked off with your child. Yeah. But definitely spend intimate time He's with him. He's good because, at
0: facing this shit. Like, he even yeah. quit caffeine. I was like, I don't know you.
2: Wait, what did you do? <laughs> he quit caffeine. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> it can change everything. I'm just saying. This says how... Of course, the gay gets this question. How many partners is too many? Um... <laughs>
0: like at the same time? Like, yeah, I don't, like,
2: I don't know. Dance like, partners? What's in up? In the same setting or just like, Like in a week or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an. We we have seven
1: days in a week.
2: Um, so
1: let's (laughs) go from there. You know, like I
2: guess the I guess like is this like a polyamorous question? You know what's
0: so great is that we have so many options. But I will tell you this: I've dated um, two or three guys at the same time. I realized if I could take two of them and put them as one person, they'd be the perfect person. So I was trying to like I was getting what I needed, but it was exhausting. And when I start repeating my stories they like, you told me that. I said I did.
1: <laughs> so when you hit that point.
0: <laughs> when you hit that point, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. Or if you, like, also be safe if you're going to be sitting on so many things. <laughs> okay, last question. Let's make it mean something, bitch.
1: Okay. Where do 30-plus-year-olds go? To what? meet and fuck. <laughs> I feel like I'm the old, always the oldest person in the room, but prefer to meet people, IRL, uh, over apps. I live in NYC. Where should I go? I also no, don't you do it drink.
0: No, you're doing too much. This is why you're single.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you agree gotta with you are got to
0: edit it. That's you do too, it too much. much. Are you a Virgo? Wait, this they, is too much.
2: It, they also don't drink. This is also That's just. Tough. You got I mean,
0: a lot of feelings. We this need a is downward dog. So
2: much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is your problem right here. They asked you to ask one question, and you're like, in 1912. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, this is in real life. I live in New York City. Where should I go? Oh, okay, parentheses, no. I also don't drink. Like, I know too much about you, right?
0: That's okay. You could, you could do a lot of stuff and no. not
2: drink. There's, yeah, there's, there's plenty a lot of, of
0: daytime hangs. Yeah, yeah. All right, so many get, museums. I'll opera. give them real
2: advice. All right. Here's what you do. If, yes. if you're passionate about something, find people who are also like-minded and passionate in those things, and then everything else in life will fall into place. How's in that groups. sound? Yeah. Go to right. Craigslist. <laughs>
0: Craigslist? Girl. Also, I will say less is more you don 't have to tell everybody what you're everything you're feeling, you know what I mean? You have friends like that i' <laughs> I have friends who are beautiful people they 're shy once they get like a little bear hug at this bosom they don 't shut the fuck up and I love them but i 'm tired you gotta wrap it up
1: I feel that I honestly think that uh the, the best places to go if you don't drink, um, if you're this person, God bless. Um, y- you have to go to the places like institutions in New York, right? New York Public Library Reading Room.
0: <laughs> to do what exactly, Jordan?
1: <laughs> you're going to meet them in the stacks. Your hands are both going to touch like James Baldwin's Go Tell on the Mountain or something like that. And then <laughs> God, oh my don't God! do James Baldwin into this, Jordan. All right, yeah. go Baldwin. to the M and M store and do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like a coffee shop. I feel like I feel like the reading room at the public Ooh, library. you or, know what?
0: I don't know. If you can support. put in black-owned coffee shops in Yelp.
2: Yeah, do support. that. Blap. Use Blap. John Laster has yes. a great app called Blap that is all black-owned businesses, and it's like like Uber. Or I love it. Like and August is
0: um, Black-Owned Business Month, bitches. So support.
2: The
1: last place I will recommend.
0: Oh, fuck. I don't even God. know if they
1: still do this, but I think that uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art has a party on the roof all the time. Oh, okay. like do? A, yeah,
0: it, it stays what? open. And that is really? the ultimate... That is kind also, of... Also, Whole don't Foods... And, um, <laughs> the Whole Foods by Columbus Circle has like a little date night with like a stand-up base and cheese. <laughs> There's also
1: Midsummer Night Swing at Lincoln Center. So write, all these, not write all these down... You virgin and get there.
0: And fucking do or, it. half time. Yeah. There's always Grinder. Mateo Lane, Thank everybody. You Mateo Thank you so Lane. much. Mateo Lane. Mateo Lane. You know what I love? I love a good ass story that is five minutes or less. That you can tell in any room, in any country, for all of time. Oh, that's, yes. And Mateo's story about Mariah Carey in the elevator. I mean, any country, any room, (laughs) like, any time in our life. Because it is spectacular. And I really wish you guys could have been there. Because when he reenacted a makeup brush coming out of, like, (laughs) nowhere... (laughs) I like I it was like truly like jump roping in my 40s I peed a little whoops
1: (laughs) I heard like a little bell like you know like it's like the hand comes out like a cartoon hand it's like it was so funny exactly it was so funny and I've heard him actually tell that story before among friends and it was just as funny and it's it's just I love a story that's not it's portable in that like it's all Mateo. Yeah. It's as insightful about the subject as it is about, you know, the person telling the story.
0: Okay, Professor Carlos, break it the fuck down for everyone. Also, I love, it's like, look, you better have a healthy relationship when you meet your hero. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like, like you better figure it yeah. out. Because when people are like, don't meet your heroes, it's like, well, manage your expectations. Ooh, um, tell them. Because look, wait, wait, what's been
1: happening to you, Michelle? (laughs) This is, I know what you're doing. This is like so, like, no, uh, no, 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 no. Who who fucked up at the
0: Target Uh parking lot? Who messed up? (laughs) (laughs) Why does it gotta be a Target parking lot? (laughs) First of of all, because you're talking about Target all the time. You're always talking about the Target. I'm there. I'm always there. I'm always there. Tell me who who messed up
1: at big lots. Uh,
0: they have everything I need. And I can I just say, shout out to Target for putting um, <laughs> <laughs> just black designers on the motherfucking map. Uh, black mm. entrepreneurs. Blackity black. Yes. I feel like Issa Rae had a red carpet at the <laughs> Emmys when I'm in Target. I'm like, I'm rooting for everyone black. And they're everywhere. And they have pictures of them. Oh, wow. You know, they have like gaps in their teeth and freckles <laughs> and back fat. I said, this is beautiful as fuck. Oh, black and brown because there are some like other sure. others that I'm just like this is this is what my kids get to grow up seeing. This is not what I saw. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Anyways, getting back to not meeting your heroes, yeah, manage your expectations and you'll always have a good time in life. Period. Point blank. Are you writing this down? <laughs> Stamp it. <laughs> Sorry, I just yelled Do everyone.
1: Done. Oh my gosh. Now you want? Oh, now I want a coffee. But as you know, I quit coffee two years ago. Uh, During COVID. It's one of those things that I quit. And uh, do I feel better for it? Morally superior? Yes.
0: I understand. I've met a lot of people on set that have quit coffee just because it's ruined their body. And uh, one thing I don't want to do is have to quit coffee or drinking. So I need (laughs) to manage that shit because I... Look here. I want to have... I want to earn them purple lips on a beach in the south of France, honey. Topless with my little titties or big titties at the point looking just... Looking like big old raisins. Just big old National Geographic titties. You know what I mean? I want to be like a slow tipsy <laughs> you know what all I damn thing.
1: I like how you're like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you not feel... I
2: I, I want to be you. that
0: topless yes. woman on a beach mm-hmm. and then young people be like, she's cool, but I'm also like offended. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? By how comfortable she is.
1: When you go to Barcelona... In Barcelona, si,
0: you go you yes. go down
1: to the beach, and it's just like it's you jiggling, baby. You know, it's all. It's
0: funny that you said that. Barcelona is the first beach that I ever was topless at. Me too. Holy shit! Bitch. <laughs> Are you Don't serious? Me come over there and punch you in the dick. Wait, you I were can't. you were topless in Barcelona? <laughs> Sorry, I said I'd punch you in the dick. It's fine. I was. It's,
1: it's, yeah. yeah,
0: my friend Cynthia loved it so much she wanted to move there and just play the flute on Las Ramblas. I was like, bitch, we gotta go home. Um, also like <laughs> I learned how to snack. I was like, we can't eat dinner to 9 p.m. I'm hungry. I mean, while I love the European culture, I'm just I need dinner at seven, y'all. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah.
1: What about would you take a siesta?
0: Yeah, because I would drink so much that you would have I would have to siesta forever all night long.
1: Well, guess what, friend? We're at that time in the show what? where it's the end the end end end. And I'm gonna take a siesta oh. right now.
0: Okay, Mall Cop, I see you on your (laughs) Segway. Paul Blart. (laughs) Bye, this was fun. Bye.
1: This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Rind. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This
0: episode was sound designed
1: and engineered by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Donwell.
0: This Bellhouse show was produced by Olivia Levine. Photography by Reis van
1: Artwork by Jamie Bechtel.
0: Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at Adulting the Pod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
0: If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Adulting merch.